cycle, on this cycle, and I hope you will enjoy me. Um, thank you for being here, and I hope you will enjoy me also with the second, because every in the second cycle, because every time you learn it, you will see you absorb much more. In my experience, when I taught here in Lafayette in the past, so uh, my student always told me that uh, the second time, actually, they got much more from, uh, from the class in the second than the first time. So to, to keep everyone shaped, uh, what uh, to see, uh, I think last, last class was so important, uh, but let me repeat uh, on, on some major point about uh, David Wood. Uh, that we talk about. This picture is really on my way a little bit here. I don't know. The corner, it, it, the, my, my face that I see on the, on the, on the line, it's kind of a, um, it's on the, it's kind of obscuring a little bit my view. So last time, and let me kind of focus on the main thing that we learned so far. You know, a Bila Mido, Bilam looked Israel from three levels, from the field of the Baal, which is said procreation. Then he climbed up by the advice of the king, and he looked to this field of the scout, which means faith. He talked about the Shema, about the Rosh Hashanah, about the faith. So the first level was Israel genes, the root, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The second level was the... the uh, Israel faith, uh, which uh, you can make interpretation. This is my my faith is my in internal milieu, my my internal uh, environment that actually may control my genes, if you want. Uh, so you need good genes. You need production. You need to know who is your father, who is your mother. Then you need the internal faith. And then he, st he stood on the third level and he saw Israel community, Torah community, which is uh, the houses, the, I mean, how, the, how, how he saw the, the tent, which he said that's a, a synagogue, the Torah academy where children are raised and learn Torah from young, from young age. The, he saw people, how they, modest, they live modesty, nobody looked to each other tent and so forth. This is Torah community. How, how different this community is from the Peor, from the Canaanite community that surround them. This is a holy community of Torah, which you, you, can, you can, in order to, to understand what is, I know if you go to Bnei Brak today, uh, and if you go to Bnei Brak or you go to Jerusalem to see all the Orthodox Jewish community, you understand what he's talking about. And you see, you hear the Torah, you feel it. You see people walking around with Torah's book. They speak about the language is different, the, the environment is different. And, uh, you know, the whole life is different. The, the metaphors are different. So that's what he was seeing. And he says, well, what's all about? What is that for? So there is a tree. <coughs> and there is a tree. There is a beautiful tree there that uh, uh, anchored in Abraham. So... So, and it grows in this milieu internal, in faith and environment of community. But what are the fruit of this tree? And the fruit of this tree, we said, are, is, a, is, a, is David. Where this tree, uh, and that everything is based on Ab Abraham. Abraham is, uh, he uses the prophet, actually has a vision. He talks in the name of Shaddai. He recalls Abraham's uh, uh, name. He actually uses uh, Abraham vocabulary. Um, so the, the Shaddai, we said, is the, is a, he uses a special attribute of Shaddai because Shaddai is, a, is the name of Hashem as a, as a, as a provider. Shad is a breast. So the nourishing, so it's, it's really fit here, because you see such a tree, and such a tree uh, that based on the patriarch, uh, you need El Shaddai, you need the, 
the 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 breast the the the, the providence the nourisher uh, who will promote so Hashem is now depicted here as a as engineer as a as a as a planter as a cultivator Noah Noah was like that Noah was a planter of trees so Hashem is is Hashem is here now planting a tree of Israel and he's looking for the seed he was looking for the semen seed that will produce uh, it will it will produce uh, David. Uh, it will produce uh, uh, a righteous person. And here is a tree. Uh, the prophet see it. You see you see King Saul coming. King Saul is depicted as a uh, as a water that spills from the from the bucket because uh, King Saul will not last. But the king who, who his kingship will be exalted forever is David. So here, here we see the whole tree of David coming from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the bottom, the twelve tribe, and then Boaz. So in it, all this nourishing, all this produce, production takes years to develop David. But then uh, the prophet says uh, he uses the word. Uh, whoever bless you, uh, you shall be blessed, or something like that, which actually uh, uh, reiterates the blessing of Abraham. So Abraham actually, again, he's talking, he's averting all the time to Abraham, because Abraham is not only the founder of this tree, but Hashem, when Hashem, says to, Hashem said to Abraham, I will bless those who will bless you, so bless, if bless in Hebrew, the word bless, levarech, levarech, has different shapes. Uh, you can see it in Rashi. Rashi actually talk about it in, in Genesis there. Uh, so Rashi says that, uh, hello Linda. Uh, so uh, Rashi says that, that to bless means, of course, what we, we, we say today bless, to, to give a blessing. So uh, Abraham would be blessing, blessing to the whole world, and but but blessing also means to lean. Berech berech is a knee. Knee. My knee is my berech, and the same word as bracha berech blessing. So so bracha actually is giving support. In fact, that's what the original meaning of bracha is. So Hashem says the whole nation will be supported by your tree. Not only, or not only that the rabbi went into deeper meaning of the word blessing, because blessing in Hebrew is also to, to uh, graft, to plant, or to graft. I, I don't know if you remember, we talked about it uh, months ago when we talked about Abraham, when he went out to the land of Israel. So we said, uh, Hashem was blessing him that the nation will be grafted on you. So suddenly, uh, the, uh, when the, and, uh, Rashi says here, Rashi says here that when the prophet Bilam see the tree, he blessed Israel, the tree that, like a tree that Hashem planted. So Rashi says it's like Eden. So in Eden, there are many trees that are planted. Uh, so there is a tree of Abraham, but there are other trees, trees of the nations. Every nation has a tree. It can be uh, growing alone, and it can be lost. Or if it, uh, uh, the blessing of Abraham actually means means that uh, those trees will not will not grow alone. If they grow alone, they will be lost. Uh, Abraham is a Ben Noach at that time. He was not a Jew. He was not a, a member of of, of synagogue uh, ABC. He was a, he was a Ben Noach at that time. So Abraham was selected because of his zealot, because of his uh, the, the, uh, 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 dedication and self-sacrifice. Because he, he was the only one who kept uh, Noach nation and uh, Noach memory alive at that time. So because of that, uh, Hashem blessing. He said, "All the all the trees of the world will be blessed by you." So it means they will be nourished by you. Uh, they will be lean on you, and some of them will be branches, it will be grafted on you. All this explanation, all this different meaning, come from the word blessing. And all in the name of El Shaddai will, 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 will provide nourishment and provide the uh, providence 
and and uh, and guide us and, and and cultivate us. So Hashem is not here a creator or a king or a judge or a merciful one. Hashem is here Shaddai, a blessed. Uh, that's what the El Shaddai means, and that's what the the prophet says. The, the prophecy is in the name of El Shaddai. So you see other trees. And, and the prophet says, well, when you see David there, up there, well, you know, you notice that uh, David tree, uh, David actually come from another tree. Another tree, because David, you see here the other tree, because the source of David is Ruth. We discussed it last time. And Ruth came from Moab. Her father was, her grandfather was King Anglon, who died, with a, he was an enemy of Israel, but he, he still respected the name of Elohim. He actually stood up when, when, when the judge told him, uh, I have a word for you, uh, king, in the name of Elohim. So King Eglon stood up, and that allowed the, the judge to stab him in the belly. So he died, he was a vicious enemy of Israel, he killed a lot of Israel. He called her town after town, and he slaughtered, uh, annihilated many thousands of Jews. Yet he died with a with a, 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 a Elohim names on his on his lips. So the rabbi said he, he died almost like a martyr. He stood up. He, uh, uh, the judge of Israel said, him, uh, uh, "Here, here, King Edwin, I have a word of Elohim to you." Well, this enemy of Israel is stand up. He could he could have said if he's be sitting on the on the throne, Eric wouldn't touch him. But he stood up and exposed himself. He was very fat. So the Arab is stabbing his belly and killing. So this is the grandfather of Ruth. And Edwin comes from, from King Balak himself. The King Balak was standing now before, standing before uh, in front of Bilam and wanted to destroy Israel. So King Balak himself is the, is the father of Ruth and father of David. What a tree! And that's another, t and you can go back and you can see the tree is actually rooted, of course, not in Abraham and Isaac and in Jacob, but the Moabite tree is rooted in Sodom and Gomorrah, which is just the opposite of Abraham. There is no, there is no more disparity between, in the world, between any religion, any, any tradition, than between Sodom and Gomorrah and Abraham. These are exceedingly evil in, in the eyes of Hashem. They did all the evilness into his cruelty, his mockery, like, like Nazis, actually, SS, Sodomite soldiers, SS. So his mockery, and, and, and you remember Sodomite uh, bed, Sodomite action, uh, all, in, all in the sense of mockery. And uh, you remember how they treated the guest, uh, they, they uh, gave, him, gave him charity, but he died with on the street because nobody wants to sell him food and uh, this mockery and so on. So this is like a, a evilness. And I read, read all the stories that we read about Sodom. So they, and, and they, because, because they were so opposite of Abraham, so Hashem had no choice but to overturn them because only Abraham, only one of them could stay in this world. There was no room here for Solomon, Gomorrah, and Abraham together. So that's why, they, if you remember the story there of Solomon, Gomorrah, the angel that was sent to overturn Sodom actually was standing, were looking at Sodom from the, from the table of Abraham. And that's why Solomon, Gomorrah looks so bad. So it depends on your, your frame of, of, of where you're looking from. So Solomon, Gomorrah look very bad from the, from, from the opposite Abraham. Now, so... Out of this Solomon Gomorrah that Hashem himself, not Elohim, but Hashem, the attribute of mercy, came down and overturned them, this fire. So out of this opposite of Abraham would come David. Can you imagine such a, a small, remember we talked about last week that uh, the, the, the prophet fell on the ground when he saw that his oh, Because he saw, <coughs> what, a, what a travel. What a journey. He saw this little spark of holiness. How come from Sodom came David? Because there was one little spark there in this little prostitute, their daughter, a lot of daughter, the Moab mother. 
you know, remember the story, she, she, she had a sexual relationship with her father, but for good reason. So it's a little good reason, is a spark. And, and from that spark uh, came, came uh, Balak. Now Balak, as, as a vicious enemy, as a, a, a is for Israel, for him, Israel is just a locust, a, a herd of uh, no, no man people, people just come out of Egypt, they have no name, they have no root, he wants to destroy them. But this King Balak uh, sent himself like I am a Noahide. He sacrificed seven sacrifices, and we talked about as in com- commentary say actually his seventh commandment. Rashi said that, that he was talking in the name of Noah. So he had some spark in him, you know, he had some, some kind of uh, holiness retaining him. Although he was a worshiper of the Peor, what kind of Noahide is that if you worship the Peor? the ugly P.O., which is the opposite of, of any, any holiness, you know, to defecate in front of the, of, in front of the idol. This is the, the form of P.O. So King Balak was a, a yet, yet he identifies somehow with the Noah. So that's little, little spark that turned into a bigger, brighter flame. And out of this came King, King, King Eglon, who actually stood up in the name of Elohim, that's a grandson, he, he, uh, this, the flame somehow grow. We don't know exactly what happened in this family. Apparently, uh, they kind of moved towards Judaism, towards the faith. Finally, Ruth, Ruth didn't come from nowhere. She, she was ready to go, to leave everything, to, to move to Israel, to become, uh, to join Israel in faith, to accept the 600 commandment upon herself. To leave her king, her father king home, to go as a desolate, as a poor people, uh, girl with no future, to the to fit, to collect charity from the field of, of Israel. Well, she merited to have uh, Ishai and have uh, King David, and King David actually kissed her hand at the, at the time of describe, and King Solomon actually can King Solomon devote the whole chapter of of a uh, proverb. The last, cha- the last two chapters of Proverbs actually are dedicated to, uh, to his grandmother Ruth. The famous two, two last, he talked about the woman of virtue. So that's Ruth, uh, the Chazal said. Uh, and so he, Ruth uh, taught him Torah, to, to, Ruth is the one who taught him uh, his wisdom and Torah and everything, because King David was on, uh, on engaged in war all his life. So the young, 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 uh, young uh, King Solomon grew up on two women on the, on the knees of, of his mother Bathsheba and his grandmother, grandmother Ruth. And Ruth is of course more credited than anybody else. So here is, so here is all Israel kissing the, lane, the hand of this Moabite woman. And now the solution of the, of, 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 of Balak's dream uh, become fulfilled now. Now, now the, the prophet understand uh, what was it, what was it that uh, uh, the king Balak so uh, tormented? You know, he had a dream after dream that the, the people of Israel will be uh, fallen on the ground prostrate before Ruth, before his uh, daughter. And he says to him, you know, I found, I found, I found the solution. This is your daughter. Be happy. Be happy. I we know what's what what's all what, what's all uh, uh, what's all about. And and uh, remember, the prophet sees here uh, the first time he see the truth. He speak from his heart because when we look from the peor to Israel, he see beautiful picture. He doesn't hate Israel now as much as he used to because he see them in a, in a glory. And he see the whole garden of Eden on on, on earth. He see David. He says, well, you know, uh, here is a, here is an opportunity for you, Moab. Uh, go, go join them. Uh, go and join them now. And you have the, your daughter, well, one day will rule Israel. You will have King David. You will have the son of David. You have the Messiah coming. Right now he's not talking yet about the Messiah, but he, he sees David. That's enough. So you see the whole orchard, the whole garden of Eden there. It's a beautiful picture. All you need is just keep the commandment, become a real Noach, join Israel, support Israel, and your, and your daughter will rule Israel. That is the solution that he come. I saw, I saw the, your daughter, I know her name, 
I know that the, the seed that Hashem is looking for righteous person is in your, your, your body. Balakeh, uh, uh, this seed is in your body. You just need to, to, to comply with Hashem plan and you will have a seed and you will be okay. Well, everybody will be very glad to hear such a message, not King Balak. So here we come to our cl- class today. In um, our class, continue with that with that premise. <coughs> so let's read it now uh, quickly as we usually do, and uh, this is the end of the prophecy of Bilam. So let's read it first, and then we discuss it section by section. And Balak anger and kindled against Bilam, and he smote his hand together. I'm trying to go back a little bit because I know the camera uh, sent all kind of the high-pitched noises there. So Balak anger and kindled against Bilam, and he smote his hand together, and Balak said to Bilam, I call you to curse my, my enemies, and behold, you have altogether blessed them three times. Therefore, now flee to your place. I thought to promote you to a great honor, but Hashem has kept you back from honor. So he's very angry. He doesn't want to, to pay him the money. And Bilam said to Balak, did I not speak also to your messenger that you did send me, saying, if Balak would give me his house full of silver and gold, I cannot uh, but obey the commandment of Hashem to do either good or bad or, or my, uh, on my own mind, but Hashem would tell me that's what I should do. And now behold, I go to my place, or my, my people, come therefore and I will counsel you, I will counsel you what these people would do to your people in the end of time. And he took up his discourse and said, now King, uh, now the prophet saying in anger, the speech of Bilal the son of Beor, and the speech of the man whose eyes has been blocked, the same of him that he hears the word of hell, and knows the knowledge of the Most High, who see the vision of Shaddai falling down, but his eyes are open. Every word here is Shir Abraham, the vocabulary of Abraham. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but he is not near. There shall be a, a star out a rise of a star uh, out of Jacob. There shall rise a star out of Jacob. And a scepter shall rise out of Israel. And he shall split the, the, the corners of Moab and destroy all the children of Sheth. <coughs> Excuse me. And Adam shall be his possession. See, also his enemies shall be his possession, and Israel shall do uh, valiantly. Out of Jacob shall come a ruler, and shall destroy the, his, his that remain at the city, of the city. And when he saw Amalek, he took up his discourse and said, Amalek was the first of the nation, but his uh, latter end shall be everlasting perdition. And he saw that of Cain, and he took his discourse and said, Strong is your dwelling place, and you put your nest in rocks. Nevertheless, kind shall be wasted. And Bilam now, this is the end, Bilam rose up and returned to his place, and also Balak went to his ways. That's not the end of the story of Bilam, but uh, this is the end of the story of the prophecy. Excuse me. So now let's now focus on, on, the, on the verses one by one. <coughs> Excuse me. And Balak anger and kindled against Bilam, and he smote his hand together, and 
So the Balat is now very angry hearing this news about his daughter, about the future, about he all the blessing, Israel faith, Israel reproduction, Israel community. So here is a, the, the prophet is was just blessing them, either from the mouth of Hashem or now from his own mouth. So until now he could have said, the prophet could have had uh, excuse, well it's not my word, it's Hashem's word in my mouth. But now the prophet was saying his own word. So what excuse do you have now? I, I hire you, I call you to curse my enemies, and behold, you have altogether blessed them three times now, from three levels. Therefore now flee to your place, run away. I wanted to promote you to great honor and pay you a lot of money, but Hashem has kept you back from honor. So he doesn't want to pay him anything. So there is nothing you can uh, infuriate uh, uh, Bilam, the prophet, and hearing that his compensation is going to be void. Uh, that's, that's the end. You know, this is all, all he needs to hear is that. So he became very angry. And in his anger, actually, what happened to him, as Chazal said, the anger sometimes elevates the person even higher because the adrenaline, the rush of adrenaline in his heart, he now see differently, he, he see the future now even brighter than ever before. We now see, let's see what he see now, even farther away from David. But he see it in anger, remember he's speaking from anger. So his whole, his whole premise is, is some, he's speaking rage. And he says like that, uh, and Bilam said to Balak, now he's speaking to the king in anger, but he's still speaking the truth. Because here his voice and Hashem's voice concur. And Moses put a cautious stamp on, on this uh, so-called Gentile uh, prophecy. This is the only prophecy of Gentiles that's in the Torah. It's a cautious stamp of Moses. So what he's saying here is a, is a sure truth. You can you, you better believe in it. And Bilam says to Barak, "Did I not uh, tell you that only what Hashem, what Hashem, uh, what Hashem is going to tell me, I'll tell you? Uh, even if you, if even if you fill my house uh, uh, full of gold, uh, still I cannot, I cannot but say what Hashem tell me. Of course, the rabbi said that here he give a hint." To build to the king, well, you know, you still owe me a house full of gold and silver. He, he, is, he is mentioning, this is my price. But he says, come therefore in rage, he says, come therefore and I will counsel you. Let's remember this word, counsel you. <coughs> what these people will do to your people at the end of time. So... The prophet is now seeing from the Peor Valley, he sees even, even farther away. See, he, he says, I'm seeing now in a vision, I see it uh, uh, in the name of El Shaddai, and I see the future, end of time. He says that. Here the speech of Bilam, the son of God, he, he, like before, he, he says where he is now. He, he tells he tell the audience, audience is us. And he tell where where he is speaking now from. He's speaking now from the voice from the from the level of Abraham. Uh, uh, he said, first of all, the son of the man whose eyes has been blocked. You remember the the story how his eye was blocked because he was seeing the the, the Shaddai, the provider will look for the seed, the nourisher. Uh, and the, the person who hears the word of air, who knows the Most High, the knowledge of the Most High, El Elyon in Hebrew, this is the same word, the same title that Malkitzedek said to Abraham, you know, bless his Abraham, and he came to Sodom. Malkitzedek, Melech Shalem, when, when Sodom, King Sodom was there, Adam relieved, redeemed the captivity. So Malkitzedek said when Abraham came victorious, so he said, Bless Abraham to the El Elyon, Supreme or Most High. So he uses the same name, again another term that he uses from Abraham. So it gave give us he pushes us back to that tree of Abraham that he's seen. 
with the branching, the trees support the whole garden, and the, the, the trees of the garden, the 70 nations' uh, trees, are some of them alone, some of them leaning on Abraham, some of them actually branching on Abraham, giving David. David actually, it's amazing, David cannot come just from, from, from Judea, he needed the input of Sodom, imagine that. There are some genes in, in, from, from, from Sodom and Gomorrah that are in David. He was red hair and beautiful eyes. So where, where, did, he come, where did he got the hair, red hair from? <coughs> so here again uh, the prophet Ruth uh, uh, resorts to Abraham's vision and uses Abraham's vocabulary. Like Abraham, he mentioned the El Elyon, we just said, the Supreme El. Like Abraham, he mentioned the El Kel Shaddai, the prov who provides and nourishes the world, because he's speaking now the tree, the fruits of the tree that he's going to see. Like Abraham, he, and he fell on the ground, he says, I'm falling ground and save a vision. And again, Abraham fell on the ground and saw had the vision, it says there. Now, what did he see? What kind of vision did he see? And remember, he's speaking out the truth. And he says, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but he is not near. A star is issued from Jacob, and a scepter is arising from Israel, and he shall smite, smite the, the, the corner of Moab and destroy the children of Sheth. Now, he sees into the far future, not now and not near. So who is a star that was issued? In Hebrew, it's difficult to, to translate. You know what darach means? When you draw, when you draw your, your arrow, your bow, actually, you draw your bow with the arrow in it, that's darach. It means uh, he, saw, he saw the arrow of, of uh, Jacob uh, with the, with the, I mean, the, the bow of edge of uh, reading to unleash, the, in, unleash a big star that will fly into the, into, into the sky. So this is a, this is a vision. You see, darach means, uh, I see him like a spring. He's ready to go. He's ready to go. That's a beautiful, uh, description there of, of that, uh, of that star of, of David, of, of the star of, uh, of uh, Jacob. Let's see why, why he's calling it the star of Jacob. And the scepter is risen from Israel. So who is that? Who is that the star that comes from Jacob? Now, uh, the rabbi says the star of ja or the star that comes from Jacob. Look at Rashi. Rashi says this is a Messiah, son of David, because he already talked about David earlier. Now you see this father down in the road, you see the Messiah, the son of David. And who said that uh, uh, officially? This is the Rabbi Akiva, the greatest halachic uh, authority in Judaism since Moses. Uh, so this is Rabbi Akiva himself. He, say, he said that uh, this is the source of the idea of the Messianic Messiah. And here is a whole tree that you can see. Again, the Messiah on top, the son of David, uh, rooted on these two branches. Well, if, if these two branches can, can connect the Solomon Gomorrah, how much more so any other branch can connect to, can support Israel, and together they can develop and support a person like the King David and Messiah to come. So let's now dwell a few minutes about uh, what the Messiah is now. Because this is the first time in the Torah ever that the, that the idea of Messiah is presented. And we have, we have a rule that we always follow, that every time, the, whenever the, the, the name is appear, appearing in the Torah, the first time, the concept, or a name appear in the Torah the first time, there you can find the definition. Like it was in the same time when Israel, the name of Israel appeared, you know, remember we talk about what Israel stands for, what does Israel mean? 
with the fight of Jacob with the angel and so on, justice and so on. So, so every time you have a, a name of a, a, a concept or entity, important entity appearing first time in the Torah, Satan. We talk about Satan uh, as the angel, the angel of Hashem appeared to to Bilam as a Satan. Well, the Satan actually was a good. Uh, he wanted to stop Bilam, so it was Satan to Bilam, but it was good for humanity. So the, every time you, the, the first time you hear the uh, 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 concept, the name, this is where you dwell to find out what the Torah definition is. And here is it talking about the star of Jacob. Obviously, it's an important person that comes out from Jacob. It will do all kinds of things. We'll learn in a minute. So the rabbi said it's a Messiah. So what is it? Uh, what, is it what is it about? So I wrote down a few points. You can dwell on it a lot. We don't have time, but the, the main, the main trust of the idea of what on the tree here. So first of all, you notice here one thing that only you know. Your neighbors don't know it. Only you know, may know now, and you know, you understand that this was not Isaiah. And it was Jer not Jeremiah, not Amos, who prophesied about, about the Messiah. But it was Bilam. And it was a, actually a Gentile, a Gentile, so to speak, a, a non-Israel a non prophet who was as, as was elevated to the level of Moses. He is the one who credited for the idea of, 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 of the Messiah. And Isaiah and Amos and Micah and, and Amos only draw from him. In fact, everything we speak here now actually translated. You will find all this idea in, in, the, in the prophet of Israel. So who conceived the idea of Messiah? Not Isaiah. It was, and not the Jeremiah. It is, it is Bilam. And the cautious stamp on that is Moses. Moses put cautious stamp on Bilam. Another point here uh, that I, I, I put here, that the star of Jacob uh, actually is translated as Bar Kochla. Uh, the, the son of the son of Kochav, Kochav is a star. In fact, this was a nickname, this was the name of the false Messiah that uh, uh, headed the uh, second century revolution revolt of, of Judah uh, in the year 150. Uh, it was after the destruction of, this, of the first of the second temple. After after destruction of of the temple, there was another big revolution of. Uh, of the uh, remaining Ju uh, uh, Israel people in Judea, actually, we, 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 which culminated in total destruction against Rome. This was a false Messiah, and he presented. It was the rabbi said, "No, you're, you're a false Messiah," but uh, he called himself Bar Kochva, uh, the son of Star, because because of this, because of this verse, he related himself as I'm a Messiah. I'm I'm that one. Uh, that one who, who the prophet uh, Bilam actually talked about, and, and he, he gathered the Israel back to the land of Israel. He started even to build the temple, the third temple he wanted to build. He, he was a king for three years until uh, the Caesar Adrian actually destroyed him. And then his name was, was changed by the rabbi to Bar Koziva, instead of Bar Kochva, Bar Koziva, which means the false messiah. A son of a son of a false. So Israel at that time had, a whole, had, a, had its own share of, of a whole line of, of false messiah. At the time of the temple destruction, after that, the whole area was inflicted by false messiah, which culminated in destruction. But here the idea, I'm talking here about the idea, the, the idea of, of a true prophet, of, of the true false son of David is supposed to come, comes from here, from Bilam, and this will never change. Could be that people, some people took the crown on his head, on their head, and they, they, they declared themselves as a, as a, as a Messiah. Uh, but this doesn't mean that the idea is bad. The idea is a cautious stem from from Bilam, from Moses. So don't tell, any, don't tell me, don't tell anybody that the messianic idea is some kind of a freak idea of of, of some lunatic. No. It's in the Torah. It's here, the star of David, the star of Jacob. Now, 
here is another point. Uh, the Messiah now is again a fruit appearing on Israel tree. Remember, this is a fruit of Israel tree, which is rooted in Abraham, rooted in Abraham, and is nourished by the Kershadai. So it has to be the Messiah is as a direct line to to Abraham and to Jacob. It's called the star of, of Jacob. <coughs> why why is it called the side of uh, Jacob? First of all, I put a point here before I forget. The Isaiah indeed, I told you Isaiah draw from here. And Isaiah actually that's why he called the Messiah when you talk about the one day you will see Messiah, the son of David coming. He called him Tzemach. Tzemach ben David, the branch. Now you know why branch. Uh, people read it, they don't understand where the branch coming from. Here is a branch. The branch is right in front of you to see right there. The Messiah is a branch of this tree of Israel that uh, flourish all over and it's uh, Abraham on one side, but it's also Solomon Gomorrah on the other side. Don't forget that. Fascinating story of the Holy Spark that will turn into the Messiah one day. Let's not forget this part. And uh, uh, now, and uh, I put a few points here that we, dis we need to discuss. You know, each point is there. You can speak a whole week on each point, but I got kind of to make you uh, alert to those things because here is the definition of Messiah. So Messiah said, is rooted in root of Abraham, and he goes there from father to son, father to son. Because tribal, tribal connection is not through daughter. Daughter never carry, never carry any tribal connection. So the, the daughters can move from tribe to tribe, marry people from different tribe, but they never. Their children are considered complete uh, sons of the new tribe. Or if a daughter of David, uh, they have no. The daughter of David uh, marry anyone beside the house of David, outside the house of David. Her children are not considered the son of David. Only the son of David himself, a male, carry the, the inheritance of David. That's the Jewish law. A daughter, a daughter of King David, never carry uh, any 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 claim to 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 the David's throne. I'll give you an example. Uh, the same is true with priesthood. A daughter of a priest. It can be the high priest of Israel who walk, in, who walk in the tem holy temple in Yom Kippur. His daughter is not a priest at all. She has no, no right to be a priest. Her son, her children, if she marry, if she marry to a regular Israel, so the children have no claim to, to priesthood. For to take my mother. My mother was a, a daughter of a priest because we, we still reserve uh, the priesthood in uh, the Y chromosome, you know, in Jewish P. In, uh, so, so my mother is a daughter of 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 a of a, of a Cohen. I she is called her evil name is Hannah, but Abraham Yitzchak a Cohen. This is official name. When I go to the uh, to the synagogue, I get called a call to Aliyah, to the to the to the Torah. And I bless my mother, so I said, he asked me, what is your mother's name? I said, my mother's name is Hannah, the daughter of uh, Abraham Isaac, the Cohen. I mentioned the Cohen. But I, Svi, I'm not a Cohen at all. When I go to the synagogue, I have no right to be Cohen. I never go up to the blessing, to the blessing Quran. In fact, I'm not considered a Cohen at all. I have no claim because my I am, I am a son of somebody who is not a coin. He happened to be a Levite, but it doesn't matter, I'm not a coin. So pre, uh, priesthood and kingship go by their father. The father, the daughter can, is, is free to move in Israel law, tradition from, from, from one house to the other house, but she never carried with her any claim to the throne of the father. She assumed they knew that a, a, a daughter of Israel who married a Cohen 
a priest, she become now a priest, and her son will become priest. And she can eat, she can go to the temple and she eat from, from, from the food of the, of the, of the priest, a normal person cannot eat. Although she was born, although she was born to non to non So a daughter, females, are, are, are free to move across the tribal borders, not male. Male are, are inheritance, they, con they, they still, they carry with them, uh, they carry with them, uh, uh, the, uh, the father crown. So the son of David can be considered a king only if he's a male, a daughter is not. So for, for to the line, the linkage between Messiah and David is a linkage from male to male to male to male. A female here is, if a female intervenes here, she, she loses the, the, the concept. So nobody can say that if a, if a person is born to, to a, a mother with the house of David, uh, that he, 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 he is a, a claim of a throne of David. It doesn't exist. Even if a father is God who came down and, 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 and impregnated the mother, and the mother, let's say the mother is from the house of David, that boy, even if, if the mother was claimed, supposedly she's come from David, the boy uh, cannot, cannot, he has no claim in, 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 uh, to the throne of David. And there's no claim of, to, to be a priest. And here I'm, I'm just referring to my good friend of, of uh, Tabo, you know, we met him. I, I, love, I love his book that I, uh, uh, in the Colossus Convention in Dallas. When he wrote about uh, the Jesus dynasty and present, the whole book is, pre is, is predicated on that premise as if the, uh, Jay had uh, the claim to the, the, whole, the whole movement was to claim kingship. Now, I'm sure that uh, uh, our friend Table uh, consulted many, many scholars, but I'm not so sure he consulted even one rabbi, <coughs> because one kosher rabbi would have told him uh, that, uh, uh, that uh, uh, there is no such claim. In fact, uh, Jay himself never mentioned in, in any place that, uh, in the stories of Jay that uh, he has any claim of David. It's only later uh, that was written by non-Jews, by Roman and Greek, which they, they may not aware of the fact that in, in Roman law, in Greek law, a daughter of the king, uh, yes, yeah, she, she's entitled to be her son, her children, is, is the heir of the throne. But they're not aware of, of, the, of Israel law, which says no. Uh, so if you, if you put, if you put uh, Jay father as a, as a heavenly uh, whatever come down and impregnated his mother, so his mother, you are only saying that the mother, that he is not a father, his son directly to Jay, David, so he has no claim to the throne. By the way, this is, this is just a, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't stop saying that. So, so the claim, the Messiah has to come from son to son to son to son to a connection to David, and from David to, to Jacob. And the connection from David to Jacob is also from son to son. So David, therefore, is not connected to son of Gomorrah. Because it's Ruth. Ruth is a female uh, who cross the border, so Ruth does not carry with her any claim to the throne of, of, of Moab. Therefore, David never claimed he is a king of Moab, because either his grandmother was, was a daughter of the king of Moab, yes, well, but he is a son, he is a son of uh, David, he is a king, and, but he comes from, from Judah, and he, never, he saw himself as a tribe of Judah without any connection to, to the Moab. The Moab could, could introduce a gene into his, uh, into his body and uh, cut off his hair, and who was not? Maybe his temper, what, what, who knows what he, he made. He's part of, uh, Moab is certainly part of David in a good sense, but as far as kingship, the claim of kingship, uh, David has never seen himself as in any claim to, to Moabite's throne, and so, and because the female does not carry a claim to kingship, so male to male to male. That's the matter. That's very important because in a minute you will see how it play in Bilam's story. Now, 
what will be the star? What will the star of Jacob perform? Now, remember, Bilam is speaking now from rage. Don't expect him to be a very kind of a giving, playing a, a harp now, or telling you beautiful scenery, because he want to. He, he is full of rage. He want to tell Bilam, Balak, he calls him. I'm, I'm going to tell you what this guy one day will do to your nation. He is full of rage. So he depicts now the, the Messiah in, with the sword. The same sword that he saw earlier with the crossing. Uh, uh, remember the sword that was aimed at him? He see now the sword in the head of the Messiah. And he said, you know, this Messiah will destroy you, the Moab, first of all. Some say it actually it was uh, David that did it. But here, here he referred to the dream. You remember the dream? Uh, part of the dream that uh, Balak had is a daughter turned around. That daughter that, that the, the rule over Israel, she he couldn't understand it. What happened in here? That <coughs> she turned around and took her sword and killed his people. And he could, this was really got him nothing. He couldn't, couldn't understand what's going on. Now he said, I got a, I got a solution for you. you. Listen to that. This king, I can see, either David or Messiah will, will turn against you. So in fact, your daughter will produce your, your biggest enemy. And then he continues on and he says, this is his vision that he had, the, the, the warrior vision, the royal aspect of, of the Messiah. Oh, he will, he will smit all the children of, after Moab, he will go after the children of Shet. Now Shet, remember, Shet is a story of Noah. Sheth was the grandson of Adam. And then he goes to Edom and Amalek. And then he goes to the children of Cain. So he mentioned in one verse, Sheth and Cain. And you know, you remember, Noah came from Sheth. Noah came from Cain, children of Elohim Cain. You remember how we started our classes? So here he says, you know, this Messiah will rule over the whole world, all humanity. The Sheth, the Cain, everybody will, will bow to him. Uh, if they don't listen to him. That's the Messiah. So this is the warrior aspect of the Messiah, the sword. Of course, they, we already talked about it. There is another aspect. That uh, the orchard is the Eden. And, and, the, and the nation of the world has a choice to join the Messiah. Join, the, actually support them, bless. Because Hashem said, wherever, Adabam, wherever, bless, wherever bless you, I will bless him. So if you lean, all the nations that lean on Abraham, draw from the same water that Abraham, from the same Torah. Uh, so they, 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 they draw their livelihood from Abraham tree, from Abraham Torah, from Abraham face. They emulate it. They don't go by themselves. They, they surround Abraham tree. They support him. And they lift him up. And some of them even branch on him. Why not? And with those branches, you, you never know what's going to come. Every, every, every Benoach has a chance to produce a David one day or a Messiah one day. If Solomon Gomorrah did it, everyone can do that. That's the picture, that's the other side of the picture of, that he gave him now. So, uh, uh, this is the, let's go now, uh, you have a few minutes. Uh, and Bilam finished, so, so Balak come to him and says, Calm down a minute, calm down, alright? I have an offer to you. Are there any options, any other options to, 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 my, to, solve my, to solve my dream? I want to stop that girl, Ruth. I don't want David, I, want him, I don't want the Messiah. What should I do? Can I do anything to stop it? I hate those people. Ask him why. I don't know why. He ask him. He tell you why. I don't know. This is what he said. He hate. He hated the Israel. He is arrogant. He doesn't want to. He himself. I am Noah. Nobody else. What kind of Noah he is? He worship the idol, the the peor. So he comes to him. He comes to him and beg him. You know. Listen. Uh, you have another option. You told me. Fine. I heard what you're saying. Uh, I don't like it, uh, and I, I have an option. What, what else can I do? So the BM says, well, first pay me money, and then I'll tell you. 
So the King Barak obeyed him, filled his house <coughs> full of gold and silver. Now that uh, the prophet calmed down, he got his compensation right. Now he's talked to him in a different tone. He says to him, come my king, you know, I'll tell you something. You remember all my, all the thing I told you? Took everything, everything I said and turned it around. And you can, if I gave you the guideline what would produce David. So it's a whole chain. Go ahead and you can cut, you can interfere with this chain and destroy them. Destroy David and he will destroy Messiah. So King Balak says, well, what, what, be specific, what should I do? So Balak says, you remember, you took me first to the, to see the procreation? That's very important. First of all, you can send your, you can disturb this procreation. It ties into sex, to to destroy the morality, the, the sexual conduct. Send them your daughter as a prostitute. Don't, don't, take the best daughter in Moab and send them to them, which is, Balak is going to do in a minute. And they will cohabitate and especially target the boys. Because the boys, you know, from boy to boy to boy to boy, they will come David. So the, the less boys they have in their camp is better for you. So draw the boys to your camp. Disturb it. Stop the circumcision. Stop the sexual morality. Draw them to your prostitution there, to the peor. Now he says, you remember my second level, the faith, from the scout field, I told you about their beautiful faith? Well, it's in your hand. <coughs> Tell them, and go step point by point if I talk to you. Remember the first mention I talked to you that they don't confuse men with Hashem? Well, Tell them that, yeah, Hashem can come down as men and do all kinds of things. They should confuse. Tell them, tell the Jews that uh, Hashem, is, is, uh, Hashem and men can be confused. That Hashem can down disguised as a guy and impregnate people. Tell them so, so they can teach them that uh, uh, oneness is not so oneness. There are two gods, three gods, four gods. Uh, the Holy Spirit, this name, that, uh, tell them that there are three, four, three. Tell them it's not oneness. What is oneness? Oneness is nothing. Tell them there are two, three, four, five, six to God in heaven. Destroy the unity, the oneness. Tell them there is a Rosh Hashanah. Don't, don't blow the shofar. Pass the law that, like the Roman did. You shouldn't, you shouldn't blow the shofar of Rosh Hashanah. There is no kingship. King, uh, they, they should, they, the Israel should elect uh, the Caesar, the king, not the, not the king of heaven. So no Rosh Hashanah. How many revolt, how many destruction was called in Rosh Hashanah because of that point? The Jews were the synagogue praising Hashem as the king of the universe, and here come the Roman and, and kill them all. It's still, we still have today all kind of tricks how to, how to do the, 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 the prayer in secret so the soldiers will not find out that we, we enthroned the king. So don't let the Jews uh, just uh, surround the war. Tell them that there is other king. Destroy the, the, the Shema. Don't tell them the Shema. You know, there is a Jews in Spain that uh, converted to Christianity, and now yeah, they are completely Christian, but they still go on every morning in the, in the hill. They know their family. There is a heritage and the family. Nobody look around, nobody see them and put their hand and say Shema. They don't know what they're talking. But they retain the memory of Shema. They don't understand what they're saying. So destroy the Shema. Don't tell him. Destroy the oneness. Tell him it's a false. It's not right. <coughs> don't allow the practice of Shema. They don't allow to accept him. The mitzvot. And, and now remember my third level, the community, the synagogue, academy that could produce a Nebrak community and talk about it. Destroy it. Chazal said, this is what Chazal, this is what Rashi says, that he went to him word by word, everything he said, and he turned into a curse. So I remember I told, uh, he says to Balak, I remember we talking about the synagogue and the Torah academy, well, close them. You know, you can find a way to close them down. If you do that, 
be sure the Messiah will not come to public school, uh, they will not learn Torah, they draw them to, this, to the university, they will forget about Torah, they will be secular. From those Jews, they will no, never come. Uh, uh, soon they will have forgotten about Judaism. They will never, this, if you do that, you will have no Messiah, no David, nothing will come. So destroy the, the community. If you do that, Bilam said, I promise you, there will be long, long time before the Messiah. In fact, cut the numbers. If there are millions of them, millions and millions of them, well, you know, the, the tree, the tree takes, takes generation to produce such a man, Messiah. But if, you, if there are a few in numbers, or if you destroy the numbers in Auschwitz, in this and that, if there are only few of them in the world, uh, how can Messiah come? So you will, you will stop the Messiah from coming. Chazal said, <coughs> I just said that every word the Bilam said actually was was fulfilled during the generation, the generation, generation. Because Milan was counseling not only Balak, he counseled all the enemies of Israel. What to do? And they were very successful. Messiah is not here yet. And Israel number is, is very little. What kind of Israel number is? It's just a remnant of a, uh, the remnant of, of ashes that we are here. So, in uh, and, and Balak go to his place, and King Bilan goes to his place. Torah, I don't want to continue here. You can read it on your own. The Torah said that Israel, right away, and Israel said, settled in the Shittim, which is right there with the, with the Mal Peor, and the people began to commit heraldry with the daughter of Moab. So you can see King Balak took the advice very seriously, sending the daughters of Moab, to attract them as a prostitute, uh, the male, to attract the male, and the male, and they invited the people to the feast of the God. In fact, there was a, a the peor was there, and all the, the girls said, "Oh, you just need to defecate before him." That's all I ask you. And the Jew says, "Wow, that's not, I, I would defecate anyhow before him." So he turned around, defecate him, and she clapped her hands and said, "That's wonderful." You did the wonderful thing. I've never seen anybody defecating so nicely like you. I love you. And she's sleeping with him. And he loves it. He can do it every day. He, that, not knowing that actually he worshiped this idol in that, in that, in that ugly way. Taking him away and he, he become, and he become tied to her. <coughs> and so on. And they prostrated themselves to their God, to the Peor. And Israel became attached to the Baal. The Torah says, they cling to the Baal. They love it because through the girls, they love the whole thing. It was beautiful. So it was celebration. So the boys actually were attracted. Why should they go to, to the synagogue and Torah academy to learn to Moses Torah? Oh, that's a lot. It's a party there. Beautiful girls are attracting me. So why, all I need is to defecate a little bit and I'm in, I am in heaven. And the voice of Hashem flare up against Israel. Okay, let's say you read up. And finally, Moses actually killed Bilam. Finally, he killed Bilam because he knew uh, that the, he killed Bilam in the war there, a few verses later. But the, Hazar, the sages said that the, the Bilam council was not killed. <coughs> Bilam council is still around. All right, so with this uh, note, uh, uh, we hope that uh, now we understand what the role of the Noach is. Uh, the, the, the other aspect, let's forget about, we, we are not here to preach wars and, and swords and destruction. We want the, the orchard side. We want to, to see the, the beautiful trees that got together and, and, and uh, draw the water from, from Israel. The trees themselves, if they, the tree are not necessarily grafted all of them in Israel. They, they draw by themselves, but they lean on Israel. And out of that can, this is the vision. This, if you ask what will bring the Messiah, this is it. This is a picture. will bring the Messiah, the seventh commandment of Noah, joining Israel together, surrounding Israel, surrounding the cap of Israel, supporting Israel. Uh, supporting the education of, uh, you know, supporting in Israel, actually, instead of, as you see, the role of the Noah, Noah can, the Noah can draw the children of Israel to them, 
like the Moabite did, and stop the Messiah, or actually or the other way around, show the Israel, okay, we love you as you are, and we love you, we want you to support Torah, we want you to do that, we, want, we love you, we especially want you to be there, because our, our, our benefit, our Torah comes from you. If, you. if you are not here, so what, what will happen to the Torah? So this is a vision of Bilam. Remember, it's not Isaiah, and it's not Amos, and it's not Jeremiah. It's a prophet Bilam, this fool, that uh, was, he had a donkey that talked to him. So now you know the story. All right, uh, if you have any questions before we finish our cycle of classes today? Are you with me there, or are you all asleep? Okay, very good, thank you so much. So uh, I'm here t uh, with Hashem help. Uh, I, I want to encourage you all, don't be shy, don't think that you know everything. Let's start the class again. And I mean, I enjoy, you know, I'm supposed to know the stuff, but I'm telling you I don't. When I start a new cycle, I learn myself. The way I talk to you now, this cycle was not the same way that I talked uh, two years ago, the other cycle that I had. Uh, so we all grow up. Uh, we all learn more, the more, the, uh, the more we learn, the more we discuss it, we discover things better, we have a more insight. Now that you are not fresh uh, in the class, you can absorb more. Uh, and there will be some fresh, pe fresh people among us that will enjoy that. I'm sure they will also join us in time, they will understand. So, uh, thank you for the CD. Uh, yeah, I have, I have the voices there, uh, and I don't know how to repair it. Maybe I have to look for the camera. Uh, this time, I, I pushed the camera way back. Uh, I don't know if it helped or not. Uh, but we'll have to find a solution. Maybe we have to separate the camera from, from that. Okay. Fine. So you have a, it's been a pleasure with you. Uh, those were, uh, I will have a chance to see some of you, or most of you in the convention. If, and I hope that you will enjoy me with the second class, second round, and we'll start again with the Genesis, with idolatry, adultery of Eden, everything. We'll learn again, again, again. And now, uh, you, I'm sure you will absorb more. Okay, so you have a good week, and I'll see you in Hashem, Hashem help next week. Bye, take care, bye.